Under discussion today is what is the fundamental question in religion or what is the first question in religion? The first question we must answer is by whose authority do we do these things and who gave us this authority? An understanding of this question would go a long way towards curing much of the religious division in the world. Let's begin by reading an exchange between Jesus and the chief priest, the religious leaders at that time. Look at Matthew 21, 23 through 27. Now, when he came into the temple, the chief priest and the elders of the people confronted him as he was teaching and said, by what authority do you do these things? And who gave you this authority? And Jesus answered and said to them, I also will ask you one thing, which if you tell me, I likewise will tell you by what authority I do these things. The baptism of John, where was it from? From heaven or from men? And they reasoned among themselves, saying, If we say from heaven, he will say to us, Why then do we not believe him? But if we say from men, we fear the multitude, for all count John as a prophet. So they answered Jesus and said, We do not know. And he said to them, Neither will I tell you by what authority I do these things. The religious leaders of that day understood that you must have authority from God from heaven for what you say and practice in his name. For unless this question is settled, no other question in religion can be settled. Our source of authority is critical to honoring God. And verse 25 tells us only two choices, heaven or men. Let's talk about authority. And the chain of authority is revealed in the Holy Scriptures. Turn with me to Genesis 1.1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. What that first verse of the Bible tells me is God, the Creator, has all authority. God has inherent authority, which means resides by nature. God passed that authority to His Son, Jesus Christ. Look at Matthew twenty-eight eighteen. The context, Jesus appears after His resurrection to the twelve apostles, minus Judas. This is known as the Great Commission, the mission statement to the apostles. Let's read verse 18. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. God the Father passed his authority to God the Son. Jesus had been training the twelve disciples, the twelve apostles, for three years. They were the new wine, as Mark chapter 2 and Matthew chapter 9 talks about. The old wineskins were the Pharisees and the religious leaders. The reason Jesus had been training the twelve disciples, they were going to take over and complete the work of bringing the good news, the gospel, which deals with man's greatest need, salvation from sin, and the penalty of sin, death. Christ proved this by overcoming death by his resurrection from the grave. Now look at verse 19 in relationship to the twelve apostles and the chain of authority. 
Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Jesus appears to the twelve disciples on another occasion after his resurrection. In John chapter 20 and 21, we find this statement. So Jesus said to them, Peace to you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. Also earlier, before Christ's death, burial, and resurrection, in John 13, verse 20, Jesus is alone with the twelve. We find that out in the context there, beginning in John chapter 12, verse 36. But this is what Jesus says to them in John 13, verse 20. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who receives whomever I send receives me, and he who receives me receives him who sent me. Jesus is telling the twelve are going to take over. And in John chapter 16, Jesus says he is going to send the helper, the Holy Spirit, to guide them in the completion of this great work of redemption. Jesus was to ascend to the right hand of God the Father, as prophesied, and take his rightful place as Lord of his kingdom. Let's pick up in John chapter 16, verses 5 through 15. But now I go away to him who sent me, and none of you ask me where I am going. But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your hearts. Nevertheless, I tell the truth, it is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the Helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. And when he has come, he will convict the world of sin, of righteousness, and of judgment. Of sin, because they do not believe in me. Of righteousness, because I go to my Father, and you see me no more. Of judgment, because the ruler of this world is judge. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot hear them now. However, when he, the Spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak of his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will tell you things to come. And he will glorify me, for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. All things that the Father has are mine, therefore I said that he will take of mine and declare it to you. The Holy Spirit guided the apostles in this great work. Peter added to this in Second Peter chapter 1, 20 and 21. Peter says, knowing this, First, that no prophecy of Scripture is of any private interpretation. For prophecy never came by the will of men, but holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. These twelve apostles, under inspiration of the Holy Spirit, wrote the New Testament. Paul explains this chain of authority in Ephesians chapter 3 beginning with verse 3 through 5, how that by revelation he made known to me the mystery, as I have briefly written already, by which when you read, you may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ, 
which in other ages was not made known to the sons of men, as it has now been revealed by the Spirit to his holy apostles and prophets. The full word of God, the Bible, was completed before the death of the twelve apostles. The chain of authority is very clear in the Bible. From God to Christ to the apostles who wrote the Holy Scriptures, which we now possess. We will stop here. On the next podcast, I will finish this discussion on the first question in religion. By whose authority do we do these things? And who gave us this authority? I want to thank you for listening to this pilot podcast of Studies in the Bible. To be a simple Christian, we need to respect God's authority and chain of of authority. If you have any questions or comments or are interested in a correspondence course, how to become a Christian, please email me at brianbarons at protonmail.com. The spelling of my last name is B-E-H-R-E-N-S. I hope this has been a blessing for you in your search for truth. May God's grace and peace be upon us in the race each of us are running to get to heaven and the shores of eternity. Thank you again for joining me in Studies in the Bible. We want to return to the topic we left off in the last podcast, and that is, what is the first question in religion? Our text was Matthew 21, 23 through 27. We found out in verse 23, the first question we must answer is, by whose authority do we do these things and who gave us this authority? Verse 25 revealed to us only two possible choices, either from heaven or from men. What is the result of this? What are the consequences and obligations we have? First, we have no right to add or subtract, or change the Word of God. Let's look at a few verses that express this. In Revelation 22, verses 18 and 19, the inspired writer John says, For I testify to everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this book, if anyone adds to these things, God will add to him the plagues that are written in the book, And if anyone takes away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God will take away his part from the book of life, from the holy city, and from the things which are written in this book. Throughout the Bible, we find these warnings, these anti-tamper labels, not to add or subtract or change. In regard to this, The Apostle John further states in 2 John 9, Whosoever transgresses and does not abide in the doctrine of Christ does not have God. He who abides in the doctrine of Christ has both the Father and the Son. Clearly, there is healthy doctrine that is sound doctrine, which has been delivered to us by the Apostles, as opposed to unhealthy doctrine, unsound doctrine, which comes from man. 
Another result we find out is that the word of God is all sufficient. Again, in John 16, 12 and verse 13, we find this statement. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak of his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell us things to come. The you in these verses, in the context, is the twelve disciples. Jesus was hidden and sequestered with them, and he says shortly they were to receive all truth. Just a short time later in the book of Acts, chapter 2, the promise of the Holy Spirit would come upon the twelve apostles, as prophesied in the Old Testament from the book of Joel. Now, the only way we can understand all truth is just that, all, nothing left to share. Those that say they have received latter-day revelation get no support from the New Testament in supporting their claims. In fact, it runs squarely afoul to what has been said. Paul talks about this in Galatians chapter 1, verses 6 through 9. I marvel that you are turning away so soon from him who called you in the grace of Christ to a different gospel, which is not another, but there are some who trouble you and want to pervert the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel to you than that which we have preached to you, let him be accursed. As we have said before, So now I say again, if anyone preaches any other gospel to you than what you have received, let him be accursed. Paul warns the Galatian brethren of the dire consequences of turning from the true gospel to a different gospel. Our standing before God will be on the basis of how we have received the true doctrine of Christ. We also find out that before the apostles passed from this earth, all scripture was delivered to the saints. The inspired writer in Jude says, Beloved, while I was very diligent to write to you concerning our common salvation, I found it necessary to write to you, exhorting you to contend earnestly for the faith, which was once for all delivered to the saints. Jude says it was once for all delivered. There is not going to be any more revelation. Paul, in speaking to the young evangelist Timothy, says in 2 Timothy 3, verses 16 and 17, that the scripture provide all that we need as Christians. Let's read 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. What is the purpose of Scripture? Well, Paul tells us it's profitable for doctrine. It indoctrinates us into the teaching of God and His Son. 
He says it's for reproof, which means to disapprove by evidence. For correction, it restores us to truth. And finally, it instructs. It instructs us in right living. Why? That we may be complete and equipped for every good work. The Apostle Peter agrees with this. In 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3, Peter states, As his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. And finally, this divine word will judge us in the last days. John 12, 48 through 50. He who rejects me and does not receive my words has that which judges him. The word that I have spoken will judge him in the last day. For I have not spoken on my own authority, but the Father who sent me gave me a command that I should say and what I should speak. And I know that his command is everlasting life. Therefore, whatever I speak, just as the Father told me, so I speak. One final point in relationship to the authoritative Word of God and this fundamental question of authority. Our Lord in Matthew 15, 9 describes those who refused God's system of authority. Where our Lord says, And in vain they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. Again, only two choices, either from heaven or from men. There is much to say about authority, but in summary, we need to respect God's authority. We cannot add to subtract or change what he has said. It is all sufficient and will judge us in that last day. And it was once and for all delivered before the passing of the twelve apostles. We need to appreciate the principle of Romans chapter 3 verse 4. Let God be true and every man a liar. I want to thank you for your kind attention. My next podcast, Lord willing, will be dealing with the amazing subject, the unity of the Bible, and a mathematical impossibility. Again, if you have any questions or comments about today's podcast or are interested in receiving a free correspondence course on how to become a Christian, Email me at brianbarons at protonmail.com. I hope this has been a blessing for you in your search for truth.